So I have to say, I just love the um, line, um, take care how you hear. Love that line, and it's related to the light. So, like, I know I'm kind of strange. I love that because, um, oh, i tell you this. I was talking to a, kind of a friend who's a psychiatrist, I think is the one. I always get it confused. He's a doctor who can describe medicine, psychologist, um, super, super smart. But he said, and I think this is funny, he says, you know what half my job is? Half my job is either listening to people because nobody else wants to listen to them, or my job is to give, give them a kick in the rear end. Um, I just have to, it takes me several months to say, get your life together, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. But once he said that, I was realizing, wow, I could never be a counselor. I don't have that much patience. And, but I, a large part of my creeps in in my job is actually just listening to people. So like when confession is going on, if the line is not long, um, a lot of times, I hate to say this, people's confessions, they just need somebody to listen. Now, if the line is long, I'll cut them off. Um, <laughs> but to me, it's kind of sad. I just think a lot of people don't have somebody to just listen to them. You know, the, the promise of the internet, now you can look up any information you want on your phone. And the internet was supposed to make us smarter, because you can look up any fact you want on the internet, consult anything. And unfortunately, I think it's isolated us. It hasn't made us more intelligent, it made us more narrow. Because now people only go to the websites that already agree with their opinion. So my point being is, careful how you listen is what Jesus said. If all you do is go to the same echo chamber that will agree with your opinion, you are not taking care, and you may be snuffing out the light. If all you're doing is living in a very siloed life, you're not listening. And I was talking to this guy who, um, I don't want to talk about what the issue was because then I'd get sidetracked, not a big deal, but uh, it's something that we both agree on, right? We agree on a certain issue, and he said something that biologically and scientifically was untrue. So like, I do agree with his general conclusion, but biologically, it's, what he said is not true. So um, that was his argument. And I said, well, biologically, that's not true. And I referenced uh, Scientific America, where he could look it up, and my own doctor, who told me the same thing, and um, pastorally had an experience with this. So I said, you know, that's actually, that part's not true. And you could immediately feel this wall of ice come up <laughs> that now I'm the enemy because I don't agree with him 100%. Does that make it? And this sounds kind of strange. When I'm looking at something, I purposely, you know, I, I tend to be slightly conservative, just my personality. I go to liberal sites just to double check how I'm hearing things. Does that, and, um, I just want a balanced view. So sometimes I go to the opposite sites to find out, well, what is the rebuttal to my opinion? Does that make any sense? So take care how you listen, is what Jesus says. Or you may be snuffing out the light. And what does he mean by that? Because the light, he says, you know, nobody puts um, a lamp under a bushel basket. So lamps at that time are not candles. They're more stone or gourds that you'd put the light inside it, and then it would shine out. But what would happen if you put a lid on that lamp? The oxygen would 
dry up. Does that, you know what I mean? And the lamp goes out, or the light goes out. Um, so, like, I think a lot of people, without the wisdom, they're putting slowly, moving a lid over the lamp. So eventually the light could go out. Um, and the light, I think, is actually the Holy Spirit burning inside us. That, um, you know, in baptism, when you get baptized, you literally get a, a, a light. Or the Eucharist, um, trying to make this quick. The Eucharist in one sense is a light. So in the gospel, when it says uh, many were enlightened, that means baptism in Eucharist, it, uh, in Acts and places like that. Baptism, you get a light. Um, Eucharist. On pyxes in the very early church, you'd have to know the Greek. It spells that, right, light and life. That the Eucharist is light and life. So we receive the Holy Spirit, the light. We're the lamp. Um, and the light is the Holy Spirit burning inside us. But how we listen, if we're not really opening to listening, um, how do you know we're not slowly covering the lamp where the oxygen will dry up? Um, so we have to be very careful um, how we listen. Otherwise, the light will burn out. And we'll call ourselves Christians, but we're not giving any light. And just because I like to give two homilies for the price of one, uh, Today is also the feast day of St. Januarius, which I just find curious and bizarre. Because Januarius, he died in 305. He was a bishop, um, martyred, um, gets caught caring for some uh, other people, and then, of course, is executed. But the part that is really amazing is Januarius is the one where when he was martyred, they took a vial of his blood. And this is almost 2,000 years ago. And on, the, on his feast, this miracle happens where his blood, uh, it's dried, but it liquefies. And it li has liquefied on various occasions, a couple of popes. Uh, Pope Francis, when he kissed the vial of his blood, it liquefied again. Um, so on his feast day, it has this weird miracle of, wow, 2,000 years, his blood liquefies on his feast day. So all these people are going to Naples to watch the miracle, but my, and I think it's great, um, you know, good for us. Except really a greater miracle is happening here. Ordinary bread and wine is being changed, not liquefied, but changed into Christ, uh, the light. Uh, we don't have to go to Naples. The greater miracle is here. Uh, this morning, we will feast on the light, Christ. And, but take care how you listen. You may be snuffing the light out. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comments section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.